When I was young, I heard people preach about Jesus. The word was give to Caesar what is Caesar's. I see the goal, I got my hustle on my shoulders. Steady on my grind, I'm focused for many reasons. Been here a couple years and I'm prepping for more seasons. My girl's my motivation to buy mommy, you should see this. Word to Almighty Allah because he sees this. He sees it all, what's above and what's beneath me. Lone ship amongst the wolves and yet he sheeps me. Automatically, but broken why they can't defeat me. Cornerstone levels, first they hate me, then they need me. Got all the girls I dated. Whether you gave me peace or had me aggravated. To commit it before I made it. That's the reason I get up on my ass and hustle like I never fucking made it. So even if you don't do it for me, do it for my brothers. Whoa. Eight in the morning and I'm yawning the pillowcases warm I should have been up but my alarm didn't go off My nightly dreams lately been tormenting me I'm wrestling with stress and I'm feeling upside down like Diana Ross I slide the covers to the side and throw on my sweats in the vest And I pray a blessing to calculate the cost What do we give only to live in poverty? Probably be stuck in this jungle, fuck it, I go hop in the car I know I'm headed out this bitch, so Guess my family better be rich, though When I leave, they need them kids I may never score, but I at least may be uh, I call my nephew just to reconcile My final sins is the final end, need a rescue now He told me money ain't the answer I'm dirty dancing with faith But my faith is the only thing that brings the blessings down Good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Uh, first of all, I'd like to welcome you guys to um, the space this evening. You know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is it that it's just this and Grand Prix? It's we've not. The last, um, what do you call it? The last, um, Grand Prix we had, maybe because of, um, the, will, you, will I say the many, um, uh, red flags, you know, this one wasn't, you know, it didn't even feel, it didn't even feel like a Grand Prix, you know, apart from, um, probably the, um, Alonso Oko moment and then the last, um, few laps, you know, like, um, I was like, I was thinking, okay, what what has probably um been like um the highlights um so far of um this group apart from like the last few laps, you know, there's really um not much, you know, and then looking at it, I don't know if it, if I don't know if it's just if it boils down to just um the track, you know, maybe drivers not um wanting to overtake maybe because there's no um what do you call it there's no much overtaking opportunities and um stuff like that so i don't know today just felt um very very different you know as um compared to um 
barren, you know, where we're, where we're a bit um, excited, you know. So, um, yeah, um, okay, we have um, Aure here. Um, Aure, let me hear from you what you um, think about um, the Grand Prix today. And um, that does not take anything from, um, before, I, before I give the speaker, um, the mic to Aure, that does not take anything from um, Max um, winning the Grand Prix, you know, um, fa- um, fantastic um, drive from Max, you know, and um, um also a fantastic drive from um, Charles, you know, that's like what we've been wanting to see. But like, it just didn't um, have this uh, much excitement like, as compared to like um, the last Grand Prix, you know. So, but yeah, um, or uh, if you'd like to um, go ahead, please. Yo, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I, hope, I hope everyone is fine now. We all enjoyed the rules. Um, to be fair, I just I just came on, but I guess what he said was that I should say what I figure about the race. I am not going to lie. I was I'm very very excited. First of all, because obviously my favorite driver won, Max, and secondly, this is this is the type of races that I love to watch. Races where I'm telling myself, God please, God please, God please, and Max ended up being able to do it. Although right now they are investigating everybody because of the yellow flags, so I don't even know if I should be that excited yet. But to be fair, at the end of the day, I was I was very very happy. It was a good race, and um, with with Sergio, I was I felt I felt bad for Sergio when the safety car came on because obviously that was not how he wanted his race to go. And um, the Ferraris are still are still very very fast. Max Max was just lucky that oh okay on the streets we are able to be fast on the streets, and also the chairs that Max and Charles they were playing. Not to give each other DRS before turn one. That's that's what I expected from Max last week. But at least this week he was able to be smart and he just he just he was patient at the end of the day because last week he tried three times and Charles was still wiser. So this time he just did it once. He saw it didn't work. Second time both of them tried to be smart. They locked up. Then third time he just took his he, he took his time and was able to pass him finally. So yeah, to me it was an it was an interesting race, especially the like last part, the ending of the race. Cause I don't know, for a while we just felt like Max was hovering around one second, two seconds, and he couldn't get up to Charles. So I really felt like okay, Charles first, Max second. But then we got lucky. So it's it happens at the end of the day. But then it was it was a very, very exciting race. Okay. So, uh, uh quickly, um is Saudi um like the track, the Jeddah track, is it a track that okay, regardless of if Max won or did not win, is it a track that okay you enjoy watching? I I do not enjoy watching Saudi because first of all, it is too risky. I feel like the track is is a very, very risky track. I don't I don't even after when they were talking about the bombings, I was like, okay, at least we get to avoid this track this year. Because last year I think last year's race was about two hours, two hours, 30 minutes. And this was because there was a lot of crashes last year. At least this year was just, oh, cars stopping by themselves. And we saw the crash that we had with um, Mick yesterday because the track is too risky with um, going full throttle in really tight corners where also when you come out with corners, you'll be blind to see the next corner. So it's a very risky track. That's the only reason why I do not enjoy the track. It's very risky. But every other thing, it also feels like a train. It feels like, oh, 
you are just following each other because that's that was how it was for like the beginning of the race just everyone following themselves and okay if you are able to pull away on the main streets then you do what you can do but at some point the track feels like a trick but my my main reason why i do not get the track is because it's, it's too risky for me i don't think it's a very good track it's too risky for how fast the cars are going yeah thank you very much and um okay i'll just um allow that people speak um are they call up please um it, it was a very very fantastic race like we have today and i agree with um the previous speaker i, I don't see feel comfortable with the um the track it's too i'll say it's too fast Honestly, like I wish they could um, design in a way that is a bit slower than this, because there is no runoff area and they're just eighty percent full trust. I think so. That's to me the track is actually dangerous. But the race today was was fantastic. Like the race made me like forget about how dangerous the track was and. These cars are just awesome. I think FIA Formula One they they, they did a very fantastic job because right now you can't just overtake someone and think you will just disappear into the thin air. Like that's not the case. As as far as these two races is concerned, you can overtake someone and in the next couple of corners the person can be ahead of you back. So it's it's, it's a very very great race. It's a very great battle with between um, Max and um, Leclerc. And I just feel it's going to be these two guys like for a very, very long time. Thank you very much. Um, Yemi, please. Yeah, I was question. I joined late. Um, so no, like um the race in general and then um you know, okay. like if you like looking looking back here, yeah, like we've not they weren't so like well, I said they weren't so much racing action or maybe will i say or maybe it's joe would will you put the blame on f1 tv that there were there weren't so much racing action will i say apart from um the last few laps and then um what do you call them again the pink cars um alpine and just a few of takes you know we didn't we didn't like really see much and most of that action was just um on the streets you know, so um, yeah. So the question in um basically is the race in general, and um, do you like enjoy the Jeddah track? Okay. Uh, so the race was. I mean, I thought I thought it was a good race. I liked how we ended. Uh, even if Max won, but that's fine. Like he, I thought I thought it was a good fight. He he put a lot of pressure on Leclerc, and Leclerc was able to soak up that pressure. I think. On race pace, it seemed like Red Bull had the quicker car, and it seems like their strategy of you know being um, very fast on the straight, it seemed like that worked for them, you know. So I mean, congrats to Max and Red Bull uh, on that. Uh, I, th- I mean, overall, I thought it was a decent race. I tend to look at the races differently because when I'm watching, I usually I'm probably looking at the lifetime in data more than <laughs> the TV, so I'm just fixed on you know my drivers or people I'm supporting. But that was a good race. Uh, on the Jeddah track, I, I'll say yeah, there wasn't many, there wasn't a lot of overtaking. Out, I, I think one reason I'm I'm gonna put that to is I think I I didn't know when these guys started doing free tire choices. Like everybody, so everybody started on the hards. I thought if you qualify 
um, um, you know, want to, if you qualify in Q3, you have to start on, on those tiles. Maybe that has changed for this year. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it changed um, this. Uh, okay. So I, yeah. yeah, I feel like that already made the race, that would make races boring. Because I remember when that wasn't the case, I remember when that wasn't the case and they changed it to, okay, you start the race on whatever you finish. Um, you start the race on whatever you qualified on in Q3. So, um, because now the, I feel like if everybody, if the front runners had to start on on the red tires, right? Then obviously they would have been, they would have been, I feel like the, the, the field would have mixed up more because when those guys had to pit and put on the tires, you know, you know, by like lap night and the tires were really there degrading and everything they had to pay then you know so I, I thought that would have put more opportunities so i i suspect that might also be a reason why we didn't see much because everybody was on the same strategy everybody apart from maybe lewis and magnuson and a couple one other person everybody was on the same strategy so yeah i think uh i don't know i i thought but i think i think the track is i like the track i like the track uh it's i mean i like the track it's dangerous yes as you can see from all the the crashes and everything, but I think with the little you know tweaks here and there, you know maybe it could be a bit safer. But generally, me, I like the track, and I thought it was a good race as well. Thank you very much, Um, Abdul Latif, please. Okay, hi everybody. Um, so for the track, the track is a very very dangerous track, and um, I see people come. People have compared it to Monaco, but Monaco is much slower. This one is high speed. And I think even the drivers agree that they can do better. I mean, it was better than what we had last year, but they still need to maybe push the walls back if they can, create a bit of runoff. And um, yeah, because as you can see what happened to Mick yesterday, once he just hit the wall, he hit the other wall. I mean, it is really dangerous. We know street tracks are dangerous, but this one is another level, and this one is high speed. I mean, the drivers are mostly at seventh gear for majority of the track, and that's really, really dangerous. We also what happened last year, but that's that's that on the track. And um, for the for the entire race, I mean, Checo was unlucky; he got pole, and then um, should have still been in front. But um, we're happy. Max Max has won. Um, P1 for MV1. Um, 2022 has started. The, that was the first done in the first race, and um, we are, we're back we're back in the hunt for the championship. And um, yeah, the Ferraris are really really quick, like scarily quick. That's the thing. But um, I think gradually, as the season, if the season continues like this, and Mercedes don't wake up in time, we may just have um, Leclerc and Verstappen going for the title, Sainz and um, Perez fighting for third and fourth, and um, Mercedes just playing the catch up as best of the best of the rest, but um, big ups to George Russell too. I mean, he had a very quiet race and um, he was still in it. And for the race in general, I think the race was very interesting at the beginning. The Alpine boys were putting on a great show. It's a shame that um, they used their hands to scatter everything with team orders, but um, they put on a great show. And in the final part of the race, Max and um, Leclerc put on a very very great show. So. It's a good race, and um, I think the season is starting very, very well. But one thing, um, one thing I just have a question about to the FIA is that the FIA said their new regulations will slow these cars down because the cars were getting seriously fast. I think they've done the opposite. I think the cars are quicker because Perez was getting speed of over 330 kilometers per hour. I'm not sure he was able to clock that last year. 
So the regulations might have made the cars quick, and that's really, really scary to think of. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much, um, Abdul Latif. Um, so, uh, Junior, then Hassan, please. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, okay, so I was a bit late. So, what are we really talking about? Can you just brief me, then I'll talk. Uh, okay, um, so while, while I'm talking about just the race in general, um, oh, oh okay, yeah. okay, okay, this race it was somehow good, somehow bad for me. The good part was seeing Luis coming back from P15, then going to P7, then later on coming back to P12, then fighting to P10, and Russell, Russell was always doing what he always does, just put, just doing his best with the car, being at P5 or so. And one thing that really shocked me was Leclerc. Because I just don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. Maybe he lost pace or his ties gave up or something. And what do you call it? Checo, Checo too, I was very sad for him because he had the pool, then just safety car issues, then he lost the lead. Just a whole lot that goes into an F1 weekend. Just, just have to move on, okay, you know. And I don't know, I don't know what the stewards was thinking, like not telling that, not telling people to give their places back. So if I really think they should do that, just tell them to give the places back. But right now, they won't tell you. You have, you, you know, you have to do. That's a funny ass thing, but it's all part of the game. You just have to enjoy it and enjoy the ride. For the rest of the season, and I hope Mercedes turns up. It's just sad to see them still battling with Alpine, then Haas, and Co. I'm done. Um, um, Gina, I, I know you're a Mercedes fan, so I have a question for you here. Yeah? And, okay. um, the, my question is in this race here, yeah, um, do you think Mercedes were relying on? Uh, the possibility of um, multiple safety cars um, 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 happening. Yeah, I think so. That was depending on Lewis Pitting. That was the only issue that I think that maybe they were hoping for, let's say, a red flag or something so that they can get a cheap pit stop just to get Lewis back in P7 or I think P6 or P7. Yeah, I think that was the only issue. So they knew that George Russell was doing his best to, to the potential of the car, but Lewis was way behind, so they wanted, let's say, some free pit stop, let's say, red flag or something, or maybe safety car, full safety car, then they just pit, so just to get that time off. I think that's all that they were really hoping for, but it never came, it was just a virtual safety car. Thank you, Junior. Um, Hassan, please. Yeah, so, um, hello, everyone. Yeah, I think the race was, like, amazing. Amazing battle between Max and Leclerc. The yellow um, flag and Leclerc binning it a little on one on one turn, the corner, messed him up there. But then, like, well done to Max. I mean, he got the win today, deserves it. And I think it's propping itself up to be, like, an amazing season. And I'm also looking forward to what... Um, 
Mercedes can bring for the next race, which is um, Australia. So it's make or break for them over the next one week or so. So yeah, there's that. And then for like other aspects of the race today, I mean, the Alpine boys were literally going at it till they told Ocon to hold position, which is a weird thing for me because like French-based company telling their French driver to hold position against someone else is very, very weird. I'm not sure how the French people would take that. But yeah, Alpine did well to the team orders. They also messed up their race a bit because they could have been racing for like P5 against... Russell, but then like them holding themselves up give Russell like one eight second gap like out of nowhere and just like that nobody could actually catch Russell even people that pitted everybody nobody could actually catch Russell again all of that uh, and I think there's really people who try to blame the Mercedes pit crew for like the way they pitted Lewis but I mean there's nothing they could have done because like last year Lewis came in when a car had crashed at the pit lane. But then, like, they announced the pit lane closure, like, almost immediately as it was coming in. And then, like, you go a 10-second stop and go. If you had done the same thing again this year, and they announced the pit lane, close, whatever stuff, it would have been an issue. So I'm guessing, like, that's why they were late on announcing it. Because, like, they didn't even expect that, like, the pit lane would still be open by the time, like, there's there were two cars on the pit lane already. So I'm not sure they expected anybody to still have the pit lane open but it was still open I came out was able to take advantage of that and came out finished on way above Lewis credit to him he, he really managed those tires out but yeah it was an amazing race all round looking forward to Australia congratulations to Max thank you very much Hassan um sorry um Mushashi Sorry if I got that wrong. Yeah, hello everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I think um, the race was an average one. So it's not too exciting, not too boring. Like um, the exciting moments were uh, Max against um, Leclerc. They had an amazing battle. Then I really enjoyed the part with. Um, um, Ocon and Alonso then with Bottas getting in the mix also yeah that was an exciting part of the race then what you guys said about the track I agree it's a dangerous one but during the commentary I heard that they've even widened some corners so I guess it was even more dangerous last year I think I heard that they said they widened some corners and I think the way the race track is one mistake and you're in the wall so um, so the race is not a bad race track, but it's not it's not one of the best ones. Um, then um, I think um, Hamilton was a bit unlucky with um, the time the the um, the pit the pit um, lane got closed. Yeah, he was a bit unlucky. He could have like scored the cheap um, pit stop there. Then um, big ups to K Mag and. Um, has he's been doing he's been solid since he came back and I think uh, that's all I have to say. Looking forward to the next race. Alright, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um so guys um if you would like to um speak please just um request and then um I'll bring you up and um if you are up already you can just um 
raise your hand and then um we'll go from there so um yeah so uh yeah so moving on to um um uh, ferrari ferrari both um cars p2 p3 i would say ferrari has started off the season very well you know and then um as we've said um in the last two weeks you know um the work they've done over time is really showing you know and then um yeah you know it's great to see them back on top again you know and then um um uh, what did you guys um think of um, Ferrari today in general? Um yeah, right go, please. Bro, those Ferrari guys are rapid. They are fast as fuck. Like this race here, this Jedi, Red Bull is just lucky that on the streets we were the fastest. And for everything that Charles can do in sector one, Max can cover up in sector two and sector three, which is the same shade that Christian Ona said last year for messages that sector one is all driver, sector two and three is the car, which is what happened for Red Bull this week. And now back to Ferrari. Those Ferrari guys are fast. And Red Bull, they are just lucky that this week they have a track that, okay, on the main streets, they can go full throttle. And um, I don't know, man. I'm putting my money on it now. Yes, even if after messages, after they fix their car, I think that constructors is going to Ferrari. Like they've won it. We've been saying this for like the past three weeks or four weeks since since pre-season testing that these Ferrari guys are rapid and they are not slowing down at all. At all, I think I think they have that constructors in the bag. As for now, I think they have it in the bag. Thank you very much, uh, Ore. Hopefully, hopefully, if they continue like this and they don't suffer any reliability issues, then I, I, I see them just um, breezing through the whole season. But it's too early to say, though. But uh, Hassan, please. Yeah, so um, Ferrari did amazing. I mean, their strategy did not go wrong to... They just didn't get a free pit stop like they would have wanted so they could like change their tires. Because that tire degradation um degradation was also something that fucked them up at the end. Um Leclerc was spinning, but Max was also spinning too. But then like Max was able to handle the tire deck better than Charles. So yeah, there was that. But I think Ferrari are doing are doing good for themselves. If Perez was actually a better driver. Perez be able to actually split them, but sadly Perez is Perez. So Perez will be where Perez would be. But yeah, um Ferrari are doing amazing right now. If science can like pick up some form and like rather than dropping off from Max and Charles, it could actually just follow them and then like keep an adequate window between both of them. It would actually reduce the way Max pushes um Charles, because like he'll be scared of like signs catching up to him if his tires are starting to fall off, all of that. But we'll see how the season progresses. I mean, because like I think at one point in time, maybe signs could come into play, but then like with the way Charles is driving, I'm not really seeing signs coming into play in any way possible. 
But yeah, Ferrari are just being absolutely this about what they're doing. I wonder if they have further upgrades for their car or if this is everything. I just want to see like how they actually turn out at the end of the season. Mm, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Um, Bruno, um, I know you requested to speak, so I don't know if you want to go ahead. Uh, well, I have to agree, but in some things, but I think Red Bull are not the lucky ones here because, you know, in the beginning of this race, Perez was just flying on there and he had like a huge gap until the first safety car. So I think it's not the luck that played to Red Bull hands today, but I think Ferraris are, of course, much more faster in the corners. So it will be much more harder for Red Bull to catch them. But I think uh, the truth is that uh, Leclerc uh, is driving more with his head. And uh, he proved that thing today when he's able to just like calm himself down and just wait for an opportunity to overtake, as we have seen it today when he retake that position, the lead of the race immediately on that main straight. So I think, uh, you know, Max is more that aggressive and we know that from last season. And I think Leclerc is more like, you know, driving with his head and, you know, he knows where to put his car. So I think it's it's going to be a pretty, pretty exciting season to see these two fighting for a championship. And of course, I hope there's also going to be someone like Perez or Carlos, or maybe, or maybe, I think uh, Hamilton can, uh, you know, bounce back from this, uh, from this midfield because you know, I think today Lewis Hamilton just proved us that uh, he has experiences because I think he finished somewhere in the top ten or maybe eleven. I'm I'm not sure right now. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good run from Lewis. So I think it's, it's nice and it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, thank you, Bruno. Thank you, um, Junior. I, I don't know if you wanted to say something. Okay. Okay, yeah, me, um, go ahead. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry guys. I'm doing, yeah, back to I think this is in, starting from last week and this week, they are really proving that this season they really they are really in for a fight for the world constructors title and maybe maybe for the drivers too. Sikov Leclerc is driving her like a world champion as it stands now. Even though there are some mistakes, petty, petty mistakes, but still he gives his all and is driving really like crazy. And I think it all comes in hand with the car. Once you have a good car and a and a good performance car that can really fight at the top, I think most of the drivers on the grid will give it their all and really prove to be a force. And I think Ferrari are really in it this season as compared to way back two seasons ago and last season too. So they're really doing a job. And I think Carlos Sainz, I just don't know. Maybe sometimes I just don't know what's wrong with it. One team and they have two drivers. One is good 
though they are, they all have the same car, but one is suffering with his car and the other is not. I just don't know what goes wrong with their setup or something. So maybe I think they have to fix that one according to like they have to fix that one for science. Then they then they will be in for the world constructed title. As it stands now, Red Bull uh, Red Bull will be competing with them. So maybe to Mercedes solve their issue, but right now it's all Ferrari. All Ferrari. I'm done. Thank you very much, Gina. Uh, um, yeah, me, please. All right, yeah. Um, I, we're talking about um Mercedes, right? Uh, uh well, just go ahead. Go ahead with your point. Okay, so I mean, overall, like, oh, it was a bit frustrating for me. Uh, it was a bit frustrating for me. Um, so Mercedes, I think I thought Lewis drove a really good drive up until the first virtual safety car like he did all he had to do in fact at some point he was his pace because i was looking at like Peter, right and his pace was you know on par with george russell on you know 20 on, on laps that were 20 laps older than george's laps you know at some point he got 40 or 40 lap old tires and he was still doing at least competitive lap times to george and everybody else behind him so the hard tires worked very well the car i think worked well Obviously, not very, not anywhere near where, where the front runners were. You could just see how, you know, Max, not just even Max um, and Leclerc, even Sainz and Perez, like the four of them were closely matched. I think they, they wasn't up to five or seven seconds, you know, between the first number one and number P1 and P4, right? So they're they closely matched, but yeah, there was this massive gap to, to George. Um, I feel if Lewis had qualified, you know, well yesterday, I think he would have had. A good chance for, for at least maybe fighting with um, with Sainz uh, or Perez, right? Because if you see what happened in Bahrain in the first part of the of the laps, he actually was fighting with Sainz and Perez, and that's what Lewis can do, right? In a car that's average, he will still deliver. So it's just unfortunate that then Mercedes, their strategies, you know, since last last season, right? Strategy they've just really, really not been great at strategy. You know, it's not it's 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 weird. I, I wonder. I'm, I struggle to understand why that is the case because there's a time when Mercedes were like better strategy you know Ferrari used to be the <laughs> they used to be the guys that dull strategy but Mercedes right I mean it was Lewis was a bit I also understand was a bit unlucky right uh because you know on one hand you can say it was unlucky because he did, he passed he could have come in when Kmart came in so immediately what happened was immediately the this guy crashed Latifi crashed Kmart came in at the next lap right Lewis was obviously ahead of him you know, Mercedes could have done that, but Mercedes, they, they kind of feel that, hey, you know, they will bring a VSC. When they bring, by the time it comes around, we just pit him, which would have also been a good strategy as well. But guess what? Pit lane closed. Obviously, they couldn't have known, but that's the whole point of not being aggressive in strategy, right? Uh, and now it's really, it really hit them hard. Uh, you know, so, but I'm encouraged that, I mean, Lewis had the pace in the race. Uh, I think it's a good time to have a two-week break for them to just really, really go and think about the alliance because I think, you know, this is not very acceptable. Um, they said there's potential in the car. We're all waiting for us to unlock, also for them to unlock that potential. And hopefully we can have Lewis and George fighting, fighting um, in, in front with Leclerc and and um, Max Verstappen and Sainz and Perez. I think I forgot to mention, talk about Perez in my previous um my previous speech, uh, it'd be unlucky for him. I thought the fact that Perez was able to stay ahead of Leclerc comfortably 
in the start. I was even doing faster, fastest laps. Just tells you how the underlying pace that the Red Bull, he, the Red Bull had in his hands. I, I think he should have won the race. Uh, I wish he won the race, but obviously, this thing's, you know, bad luck. Was not it didn't work out for him, right? But he had the pace, and I think he was faster than Max this 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 weekend because when in the beginning part of the race before the VSC came out, you know Max couldn't keep up with with them, um, with him and Leclerc. So then obviously things switched. So I mean, uh, we'll look forward to the next one. Uh, but hopefully I hope Max can get it right as soon as possible. Thank you very much. Um, so who was uh, next? Yeah. Okay, um so um Ade Kola please Danny Made thank you. Um I, I don't see Mercedes joining the Basu anytime soon. And I, I also strongly believe they made a big mistake with coming up with two different concepts. I mean it's a new regulation uh change, right? And you spend and Mercedes also have a less time in the wind tunnel. They have the least because they, they won the constructor the uh, last season. So that gives them like uh, less time to spend in the in the wind tunnel. And now you now use you have a, le- a, a lesser time compared to your competitor. Then you still go ahead and and split the time you have in the, in the tunnel to, to focus on two different designs. I think that's, I don't know. I don't know how they, they were going about that. And on top of that, they, they, they tested both concepts in the two uh, precision testing. So as far as I'm concerned, Mercedes have less data when it comes to understanding these new cars because all the data they gather with the first concept in uh, Barcelona is more like a waste. Because it's clear now they are not going back to to that to that route. Now you have uh, the, the second concept, and you can't just seem to understand what even the problem is in the first place. So I think that they got it all wrong there by splitting their winter time to develop two different concepts, and now they, they couldn't even understand exactly what is going on. So it's going to be like a long drought for Mercedes as far as I'm concerned. I don't see George nor Lewis battling for any front battle anytime soon because uh, I don't know, P10, P5, it's it's just it's just off. Very, very off. And like the previous speaker said, the gap between um between Perez and George was massive. Like I think before you can see Mercedes on the podium in the next couple of races, something the top runners have to be like maybe out or crash or something. I don't see how the Mercedes we, we saw today will get a podium on a very, very good day. I, I, I don't just see that happening. Thank you, uh, Adekola. To, to add to what um, Adekola said, yeah, I feel Mercedes fans... They should, they should not zero their mindset to possible podiums. You know, they should just zero their mind to maybe bossing the midfield. You know, for now till everything is looking decent. Because as Adikola said, it's going to be, it's going to be a very long one. In um, if that's 
like if that's what they are trying to achieve now without them understanding why um there's so much gap between them and um the rest of the teams you know so um imade please all right yeah um was a great race it was a nice race actually uh i think he sort of but we got bored in between at some point. Um, but what I just wanted to say is just to piggyback on what you said and what Nicola said. Um, I think yesterday we had a conversation on the space after qualifying. And um, there were so many people. And sorry, I'm, but I'm going to call out Yemi. Yemi was also part of the people that said um, that was going to be overtake, probably an overtaking masterclass from Luis and all that kind of a thing. Like, Luis was brilliant today. You know, everybody knows his time and invent skills are good but isn't this the pace and the gap deficit to the leaders isn't that evidence of what we what we said yesterday that there's something fundamentally wrong with this car and it's going to take a whole lot of time for it to actually be resolved we said that and everyone was like oh these guys have been leading for eight years they've been this they've been that but people forgot that there is the regulations in 2014 and it was, was still something I said yesterday. They had a solid foundation to start with. Right now, their foundation is freaking shaky. Ferrari is still, to me, Ferrari is still the car to beat because it obviously doesn't chew its tires. It's still, it's still fast and relatively fast in a straight line. At least can keep up with the Red Bull. And I think Adrian New even said they specifically tuned the Red Bull to be faster in the straight line to counter their mistake of last season, of yeah, last season in Saudi. So just to come back to my major point is there's something wrong with that car. And I'm sorry, you guys are just going to stress out Lewis. The man is already almost a pensioner. Let him just go and rest. But I would love for him to win his eight before he rests. But you guys are just going to stress that guy out this year. I think Mercedes fans should zero their mind that their car is not bad off, but there are four cars ahead. Four cars and four decent drivers ahead of them. So whatsoever they see, they take. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Hassan and Mushash, I'll come to you guys, but I'm sure Yemi wants to respond to Imade. So Yemi, please. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for allowing the brother to, you know, respond when being called out. Uh, you know, so what I said yesterday was, yes, masterclass. And that's what I think. Oh, it wasn't exactly masterclass. I also didn't say that Lewis would win the race or finish on the podium. But I said that he will quickly get up to sixth. And he did that, right? He overtook. I mean, it wasn't exactly like Brazil, but he did all the overtaking he did to do. He took Norris, took Stroll, he took Magnussen. You know, he he, he was being Lewis, right? And the overtakes were brilliant. When you look at it, right, all, all of them. But then strategy didn't work out for him. So... And, you know, you are re-emphasizing your point of, oh, Mercedes, you know, they've got, it's just race two, guys. It's just race two. And that was all I was trying to hammer, me and like a lot of people were trying to hammer home to you guys yesterday. It is just race two, right? Uh, your point is something is fundamentally wrong with the car. Uh, my point is, I don't agree that something is fundamentally wrong with the car. The car is, I mean, something was fundamentally wrong with that car, right? There will be McLaren, McLaren, Stroll, um, um, Aston Martin, Williams. Now, those are cars that there's something fundamentally wrong with. Because those guys are at the back of the field. But these guys are comfortably well ahead of, of the midfield. But they're not as quick as as the, uh, you know, as Ferraris or Red Bull. So maybe we should actually say, look, you know what? We we, 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 um, we we should actually give Ferrari Red Bull a lot of credit for being able to, you know, do such a good job with their cars. But for us to come and say there's something fundamentally wrong with that car, 
a car that has finished could have finished fifth and sixth and we finish on the podium. Okay, let's even say Bayern would have finished fifth and sixth, and then this same thing, fifth and sixth. So I mean, they are clearly number three, you know, and very clear of the midfield. Nobody's bragging um, midfield to them. They are three number three constructor right now, right now, and they can only go from there, right? So I would say that I will begin to agree with you that there's something fundamentally wrong with this car if they still they are still having this problem by mid-season. Now, if they have this problem by mid-season, they will be clear number three at that point. They will still be, you know, on constructor. Max and Leclerc, whoever is, whoever is spicy for travel, those ones will have like a massive gap ahead of everybody, right? So this will be clear. And then at that point, I'll say, you know, these guys have got this wrong. But it's just two races in, and they've made clear improvements from race one to race two. Clear improvements. If you look at Lewis's pace today. On fourth lap hotels, he was as fast as everybody else except the top four, you know. So the guy, I think these guys have a good car. And, the guy, and, and you know what? These guys came out, um, Andrew, um, the the designer, so James Allison, um, this, this other guy, I forgot his name. They came out and said, look, we designed this car, you know, with the long term in view. The, the decisions they made in designing this car was with the long term. We're in a new era. This is just the beginning of a new era, man. A new aerodynamic era. Right, this is the beginning of a new era, and it's going to be here for at least the next five years, right? 2027. So, when they say long term, they're not looking at it. I'm sure they probably seen that look, we may not even dominate this season, and we can see it's clearly the case. But guess what? When the time this car comes good, as I said, it, it's going to be difficult for other people to copy because of the shots they've made. You know, that's like sideboard design is difficult to copy. You need to like rearrange your whole engine. To be able to achieve that kind of design, right? And that's what they've said. So they are taking short-term pain right now for long-term gains. And but because you know, many of us don't like the fact that Mercedes has dominated, like we're well, already saying they are done, Lewis is dusted, and I'm just like, guys, chill, chill. It's just race two. It's just race two. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh Imadi, uh, please quickly respond so that um, I'll be able to get to the other guys. Thank you. All right. Um, I I understand what Yemi is saying. And um, another thing that is giving him good confidence, which he should have in his team, is th- this team has actually dominated for eight years. And they've been on top of their issues as easily as possible. No doubt the brilliance of the team has worked there over time. But you keep saying, okay, they're firmly third as a team and they can only go up from there. And I also put it to you, what about Red Bull? Red Bull are not going to sit back and wait and like, oh, come and catch us. Um, Ferrari is not going to do the same. Ferrari has been starving since 2008. No, 2000, yeah, 2008. If I'm right, I hope my years are right. So these guys, are, Ferrari is clearly ahead. Red Bull, to, I agree with the person that said Red Bull was lucky to win today. Probably the brilliance of Max Verstappen and... Leclerc's tire falling out, falling off towards the end, and blah blah blah. One, so these guys you are crying, they are trying to catch, are also juggernaut teams who have aced the regulations. Now let's even say, um, Mercedes is zero point seven seconds behind. It's not in race pace. It's not easy to claw back seven tenths of a seconds in race pace, and that is in the hands of Lewis. That is why I said you guys are just going to be stressing that man that should win his eight and just go and rest because he deserves that eight and doesn't deserve to be on point on same championship with anyone. But you guys are just going to be stressing that guy so much this year. If it's 0.7 seconds in the hands of Lewis, 
now any other driver currently is going to probably be zero probably be 0.9 to a second behind and how does Lewis does Lewis have the motivation to do this race after race after race for 21 more races in 2022 if you are the one you'll be stressed that's the point so even if you say they are they are building for the long term how many years does Lewis have left he's a brilliant driver greatest of all time in the sport yes but how many years does he have left so they either get it right now or they don't get it right at all which is also yes it is race two i agree with you absolutely Mercedes has been a juggernaut. And once again, my point is they laid a good foundation and that was able to make them. I think just to add up something, sorry, I'm, t- I'm taking up time. Um, one of the retired Mercedes engineers, I think in 2019, said one of the reasons why Mercedes could easily catch up was that um, when they were far ahead on their engine performance and everything, they practically run an idle engine on the dyno for hours and hours to be able to break the engine and get the limit. That's why um, they could easily switch to Strat 5, Strat 4 before FIA banned on those modes and everything. So, and that's helped them because they aced it from 2014. So this is not me saying Lewis is finished or Mercedes is finished. There are still loads of brilliant people in the team. But the point is getting your foundations fundamentally wrong will hurt you in the long term. And looking at the people you are up against, there are also people who are extremely brilliant. Like the goat of aerodynamics is literally the Red Bull Aero director. So what are we saying here? Anyways, that's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you very much, Imadi. Uh, Hassan, then um, Mushashi, Adekola, then Junior in the order, please. Okay, yeah. So the entire thing that is circling the Mercedes team it's just them needing to fix the poor poisoning issue. So, like, the entire not having having pace, not having to, like, stay, like, with the leaders and all of that, it's just because they've raised the floor. And now that they've raised the floor, they don't have downforce as much as they did when they would have lowered the car to the, to the floor norms. So now if they fix that poor poison issue, they'll be able to lower the car back and then now have, like, way more downforce like we had before. Like the entire poor poison is because you have too much downforce on your car. That's why you're like, it's just bouncing on the streets or anywhere. <clears throat> so once they fix the poor poison, they would actually be better off. And then just, um, Adekola said that the entire two um, chassis thing that they did was not actually good for them. But then like, you have to know that like the first chassis for them was actually slower than this second chassis. Like they even admitted it that like they were able to crawl back a second and something with this second chassis and with this second design. So that's why they're actually sticking to this second one. If the second was actually like slower than the first one, they would have not stuck with it. But the second chassis is actually like much faster than the first one. So like if they had stuck with the first chassis, they would have been worse off than where they are currently now. So that that research that they did during that time was actually good for them in a way. So like now with this second chassis, they just need to fix the poor poison issue, and then that's just it. There's not like there's no funda- It's not like there's a fundamental issue with the power units or with anything. I mean, Norris finished on is it P6 or P7 in this race, and like that's a good turnover for them. But then again, it's a street circuit, so street circuits can produce abnormal winners, abnormal whatever. So like 
next race Australia would see where Mercedes can come back from this one week of of grace development, anything that they can actually pull through from this one week, and they would see where they can actually place themselves up in the next race. But then, like, to say that there's actually something that is fundamentally wrong with the car, it's just, it's just a poor-poising issue. That's just it. Like, they've admitted it multiple times that they had to raise, and that's what they actually did this um, Saudi Arabia. They tried multiple stuff to just see how they could fix the poor-poising issue. So that's why Lewis has his own setup. George, George has his own setup. They thought that, like, with Lewis' setup, it would be better for his driving style, and that would probably be what would him. But then, like, qualifying pace, pace for Lewis with that setup was actually just trash for him. That's why it was in P16. But then, like, race pace for him was okay to just battle the midfield guys. That way I was able to go up a bit. But then, like, at the end of the race, not really, like, have the one-second advantage you'd have had, like, last year. And go over them, and then in terms of like Lewis's motivation, I don't see it dwindling because of this. Even if like Mercedes decides to be shit for this entire one year, which is I don't, I don't even see that happening. I mean, they literally have this this amazing group of engineers. Surely, they would actually claw their their way back, even if it's not this season. They will focus on the next car next season. They will just settle on okay. We can get P3 in constructors this season and we can just start developing or making improvements to what we'll bring for our package next season. And there's still way much stuff that they can do to it. And I'm sure the people at Brackley are actually working tirelessly to just, like, achieve and just, like, kick out more pace from the car. So it's not... I won't say we should write off Mercedes yet. They're figuring it out. It's just been a week from the last race. There wouldn't wouldn't have been any massive changes, any massive gap build up nothing they didn't even expect anything from it it's literally the same car that they brought from last week till now so i wouldn't say that we should start fighting them off because of this is the second race and then like it's they're still poor and all of that i would say let's wait till australia and let's wait to the race after and i feel like before australia you would have brought something that could actually just counteract the poor poison even if it's just minimal they would still be able to like cover up a bit of the gap because now the gap is very, very outrageous. I think it's seven tenths a lap or so as between Mercedes and um, Perez. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Australia. I'm looking forward to what they're going to bring back if they're able to bring back anything. It's just the aerodynamics of the car. So once they sort that one out, I think that's just it. They'll be able to actually turn up the engine and then like give the drivers more power, everything. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you very much, Hassan. Thank you. Okay, so we've got uh, Mushashi, Adikola, Junior, and Bruno. Okay, guys, just um, please let's just um, be a bit quicker when speaking so that we can just get through the queue. So, uh, Mushashi, please. Thank you. Uh, okay, thank you. I think um, in the differences between the cars, I think time has played like a huge factor. Um, early last season, I think um, Ferrari they they realized that they were not going to be really that competitive, so they directed most of their time and attention into developing a car that would be very competitive this year. Um, and that time last year, Mercedes and Red Bull, they were focusing all their attention on their cars last year because they were fighting for the championship. I think if you also look at the grid, the two most improved cars on the grid, for me, I think it's um, the Ferrari and the Haas. 
And what they have in common is that they focus all their attention from very early on, from when the new regulations were announced, they focused on um, their cars for this season. The, um, so that's why I think um, they, they there has been like a massive upgrade in their performance. And um, based on um, the Mercedes issue, I, I agree with both guys that were going back and forth earlier. I believe um, the Mercedes are only like just a major aero tweak or upgrade away from being competitive again. But I agree with the other speaker um, in the sense that I think by then it might be too late and um, Ferrari and the right, um, Red Bull might have pulled away so much that they won't be able to catch up. And then um, lastly, um, what else do I want to say? I think, I think that's all. Thank you very much, Mushash. Are they color, please? Um, nobody. Uh, okay, let me let me speak for myself. I'm not writing Mercedes off. Uh, I think all of us here were trying to make our point, given how long we've been watching F1 and how it usually is when there is a new regulation like total overhaul. If you guess, all the teams have like. Yes. Adeka, please one second. Then. Do you mind if I just um bring you back up again because you are you are breaking? So I'll bring you back up um now, please, to carry. On. Uh, okay, Adekala. Um, Junior, please go ahead um quickly while we try and get Adekala back on. Okay, okay, Adekala is here. Okay, yeah, um. Okay, yeah. I was saying, uh, me personally, I'm not um, trying to like write Mercedes off. I'm just trying to uh, lay my point, given how it usually go when there is a new regulation. Uh, if any team should get the uh, the new regulation right, that's like a very very big advantage. And the truth is, that's how Mercedes were able to dominate. Did we lose here? Yeah, if, okay. if the, the hardest time to catch up is at the beginning of a new regulation because you have less data to work with, right? And like I said earlier, Mercedes even have way less data compared to Red Bull or Ferrari because they, they, were, they were trying to test two different concepts, right? Imagine if they could have stick to the concept they have now from the beginning. That's like testing it, uh, the podless uh, concept, testing it in uh, Barcelona for three days, and they would have identified the purposing issue. Then maybe probably they have a bit of time to bring updates to Bahrain testing again, which they have another week to further check it out. Just imagine that. But then they didn't have that. They tested one concept for three days, then they abandoned that one, then they came with another concept for three days before they realized the issue. So for me, the issue with the Mercedes is way beyond uh, purposing because all the teams had it. We all seen it. And even Ferrari up to now still had purposing. I think the team that have less of that should be Red Bull. Ferrari, if you watch their onboard carefully, they still have purposing, but they were able to like manage it without losing performance. So the question is, 
can Mercedes actually fix the purpose without further losing performance? I think one of their engineers have stated that's like their greatest fear. Not like they can't really counter the purpose, but once you do that, it could affect the whole concepts of the car and they ended up losing performance. And I still believe the Mercedes power unit is not the best, like right now. So they still have, I believe they still have a bit of deficit on the engine side. So the, the problem is not just limiting to purposing if they solve that, they are good to go. I, I, I strongly disagree with that. So that is why I, I feel, I still maintain the stance that they, they should have just focused all their wind tunnel time into one design instead of coming up with two, given the fact that they have the less wind tunnel time going into the new regulation. And we should also all remember that Ferrari actually said they thought about the concept of Mercedes, but they didn't really see any any big gain in it, so they abandoned it. Haas also said the same thing. So I don't think they are the one that they are the only one that, that thought about the podless, podless concepts right from the get-go. And for Ferrari to, to actually look into it and like, nah, I don't think the long-time game Mercedes was trying to play with the with the podless design really work out and we should also remember also that the engine will be freeze from next year like completely freeze so that's also an advantage uh, a disadvantage to mercedes because if their power unit is not that up there and it, it's it's we now get to that place where you can't really even develop it more then what, what what can they do from there they have to wait again until after 2025 so it's 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 not written of mercedes early, but I just feel it's going to be a long, long draft for them this season. Thank you very much, Adekola. Um, Junior, please. Then we'll have um, Bruno shortly. Yeah, okay, guys. I think I'm having a call, so forgive me for my voice or something. Okay. So, I did something, I did something about the the power units comparing both the Mercedes and the Ferrari. I think the Mercedes problem is really with the power units. Once the Ferrari power unit, the Ferrari power unit, the Ferrari power unit has, let's say, let me, what, what do you call it? It has more traction than the Mercedes power unit. That's coming out of a corner. And that's where the Mercedes power lacks. And also back on the streets, the Mercedes accelerates faster, but the but the Ferrari power unit gets to its top high speed faster than the Mercedes. Uh okay, I don't know if Junior is done, but yeah, you know I'm not done, I'm not done. I said I'm having a call, so you guys should forgive me a bit. Okay, so okay, I think we'll allow um, Bruno speak, then um, we'll come back to you in a bit. Okay, thank you. Um, Bruno, please go ahead. Well, actually, uh, in my point of view, I think uh, we could also see in that way that Mercedes could uh, make a mistake because uh, you know, Mercedes are dominant, you know, for the past seven, eight years. But still, uh, they're still a humans, you know, they're still a human being and they can make a mistake. And I think uh, the problem is not in a power unit. Maybe there are some like small errors, but I think 
it might be the thing that the whole car, the whole concept of the car is not working out together that you know i think that car has a potential and some of the parts are very good and i think uh, you know some parts are much better than the from uh, than other teams have uh, and our teams have but uh, i think together it's not working out and i think that's the problem because uh, as we know hamilton had the reality issues and russell uh, i think uh, he's more able to you know, drive with this car because, uh, as you know, Williams is not like the best car on the grid. So I think, you know, he's prepared for something like that. But I also think that it's a shame that uh, we are not talking about Checo because the thing that he was able to put his car yesterday on the pole position and set the fastest lap, still, you know, it, it proves that uh, Red Bull aren't the lucky ones here that they are just, you know, getting into it. And I think during the season, it's going to be much more intense and it will be much more exciting because I think Mercedes are going to be, you know, back in the front again. But I don't think they will, you know, fight for championships. I don't think so because uh, I think it will take some, some time. Because right now we are in the second round and I think it's not the problem that uh, they can solve like uh, in the next uh, three races, but I can be wrong. So, yeah, I just think that Mercedes just could make a mistakes and uh, I think, you know, it can happen. So I think, uh, yeah, and we should and we should be more talking about drivers like uh, Checo and Carlos because I think they deserve it and they are very underrated. Even they have right now, they have championship uh, winning cars. So I think uh, we should talk about them and be prepared because I think we can see much more from them. Because uh, Carl said uh, yesterday that uh, he's not very used to the new car. And uh, I think Carl said that uh, he prefer to do his final quality lap on the like, used tires because... Uh, He's not very good with, uh, you know, feeling the new tires and getting them wore up. So I think, you know, in the half of the season, Carlos will be able to win some races. So I think it will be completely different story after after summer break. So I think we'll see just what's going to happen. Thank you very much, um, Bruno. Thank you. Um, Bruno, I think... With, um, earlier on, we started on with, um, speaking about Checo, Red Bull, and then I believe we've spoken about Ferrari as well. So, but you are free and welcome to um, share your views and opinions, and then we'll go from there. Um, but before we come back to you, um, can we have a read one, please? Hello, can everybody yeah. hear me? Yes, okay. we can. So, what I can say about Mercedes is that I'm not sure, I'm just new into Formula One, so I don't really know much about that stuff. But why is people not talking about the new side ports, uh, side ports of it? Because when I went to check this, uh, when I went to check this, Bahrain uh, the Barcelona testing reports on the app. Lewis Hamilton said 
the fastest time, like the fastest time that day with 94 laps. And after that, when they went to, I think the second test, when they went to, I think Bahrain, what, what was the second? Yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain, the second test. After that, they just crashed after changing back to the no side sports of a team. So I'm not sure, maybe it's that's if that's what is affecting them also. So because on the final day of like the did the testing at Barcelona, on the final day, both Lewis Hamilton and Johnny Russell, they were first and second with good laps, 94 and 66. With they were the, but I'm not sure. So if people can put light on that, so but Mercedes are seriously slow. Like today, I can like almost like like compared to Russell, it's just fucking like the gap is too much. Almost like isn't it like twenty seconds or so or sort of. So, but they need to wake up, and others too are not sleeping. That's just the competitors are, are they are not sleeping. So they need to do fast and bring their, a better new car. A, like more good things into the car so they can compete. But right now, I think I don't think they can compete up front. So that's what I can I want to say. But if people can talk about the side parts of the things, so they can shed more light on it. Please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um thank you. Um okay, so does anyone um have extensive um, knowledge on the sideboard, uh, or rather the two different um, um, kind of um, cars then. Okay, yeah, Junior, please go ahead. Yeah, back to what I was saying. I was talking about the power units between the Ferrari and the Mercedes. And I think that's where people are going to look in at concerning the data that both power units brings out. Um, I saw some data around Twitter or something I told I told Bulaji yesterday or some some days ago. I think the Ferrari power unit is way better than the Mercedes power unit that we aren't even considering. So how can how can you get let's say how can I get to the top, but then you accelerate then get to your top speed than me? I don't know whether you people are trying to understand what I mean. <clears throat> Like the Mercedes, like the Ferrari has better traction coming out of a corner than the Mercedes power unit. And also it gets to its top speed faster than the Mercedes. So it's clearly the power unit, comparing to both the power units, there's no way the Mercedes power unit is matching the Ferrari power unit aside the purposing issues and all those aerodynamic stuff. Aside all those stuff, I'm talking about the power unit of both the Ferrari and the Mercedes. So when the engine is the backbone of the car, so once I have a better backbone than you, there's no way you are beating me. There's no way you can be close, but you won't beat me. So I can get to my top speed way faster than you. It means clearly on the straight line, I will get more performance than you. And that's what people aren't really considering. So the data proves that, yes, Ferrari's power unit is way better than the Mercedes power unit. And Toto even said, like, they will check everything about their car, even if it's the power unit. So um, I really hope they do something about their power unit. Their power unit is really letting them down. And even if you can check on the field, the, the Mercedes power units, those customer teams are way down. I think it's only Mercedes that 
that always is in the top 10. But aside them, the rest are just last 10, bottom six, bottom five in qualities, and I think in practice sections too. So I think for me, I think the problem with them is really with the power unit, aside the poison. Because the poison, I think most teams are most teams are experiencing it. The Ferraris, but still they said they said the fastest lap time. I think Charles Leclerc yesterday was bouncing, but yesterday he had the he had the fastest lap in FP3. So it's not really much about the poison issue issue. I think it's about the power unit. And once they don't fix it early, it's gonna be this whole they need to do this, they need to do this, they need to tweak this. But yeah, that's what I think. And I think that's if people really think it's the same or people have any that they can check on the internet and see what I'm talking about, is this really true or not. I'm done. Thank you very much. Um, Imadi, please. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, you, the, I think you mentioned the side pods and the side pod thing. Um, yeah, yeah, right. carry on. I would not say I have extensive knowledge on that, but um, this guy, Chris Carbro, that has been um, reviewing the different cars and the concepts, um, he said something that personally he doesn't think, and you can follow him on Twitter, he gives extensive knowledge, extensive engineering knowledge. Um, he said he doesn't think there's much difference between a side pod concept. It is just about packaging because what would have made the concepts really different would be the placement of the radiators. They sort of slimmed down the radiators after Barcelona, but he said the fundamental packaging is still sort of same. But he now said later in one of his, I think, subsequent videos, that um, the because they tried to streamline the car so much, they that's changed the um, position of their fuel tank, and that's also affecting the center of gravity of the car. So he feels that's one of the fundamental places where their problem is from because the the fuel tank of the car has been raised compared to previous season seasons. It has been raised higher. And that fundamentally affects the um, center of gravity of the car, getting air around and making the entire down, the entire aerodynamic package work effectively. So he, in his own opinion, was saying he doesn't think there's that much difference. It's just about clever packaging that the Mercedes has done. And it's obviously not the car is obviously not blowing up. I think Bahrain was a very hot race. And there was extensive cooling and they didn't have any cooling issues for their car. So that's what I just wanted to chip in. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, me, please. Yeah, yeah. So on on just same, right? On, on difference, difference between the concepts, right? Uh I mean, what is clear to, what is clear to me, and based of off like I mean what people like Craig, a lot of you know, research on the matter, what is clear to me is that Mercedes believe that. If you're able to run that kind of side pod profile, right, and you know what 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 that does for you is it makes your your downforce creation very very efficient, right? You are creating, you know, because hey, there's there's like the, the the car basically the car will be should be much slipperier, like it should be it should be faster on the streets, but still create a lot of downforce. That I think that is what they are trying to to do that's number one number two the second thing i'm probably trying to do is 
is also create a lot of downforce in slow corners, right? Because you're creating so much downforce from that concept that, that you know, when you even get to the slow corners, you still have some form of advantage over the other concepts, right? So obviously the other, con- but I think with these new rules, right? That whole because of because of the down um, the ground effect, you know, the, the, the significance of the ground effect on the way these cars are generating downforce. The other the other side point designs that Ferrari and um, and Red Bull have pursued is not also that you know it's not it's not a bad design because fundamentally these cars are generating the majority of the downforce from the floor. So once you get that floor section right, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you package your car, right? I mean, the package of the car will not probably will add like maybe an extra tenth or two to your downforce. Once you just get the floor section right, and obviously the front wing section, because at the end of the day, that front wing section, the um, suspension, the way the air flows on through the under through the through there to, to the floor and everything, the way it just works works those sections clearly. That is where you know that's one, also one of the parts where you need to work. And I think Rebel have done a very very good job. With the way like the suspension geometry and just the way they've designed the front of the car to optimize that floor section very well. And with and it seems to also be a very, very stable car. So I think what was another thing that's also clear to me is that the the bigger cyphoid design appears to be more stable. But guess what? Um Aston Martin have a similar design to Ferrari and they're slow. Right. So at the end of the day, I don't think it, it goes beyond just the cyphoid design. There's other things that these guys have done that are making the cars work the way they're working. That's just what it is. I think Mercedes have, they're beginning to understand it. What they've said is that, look, we have two back-to-back races, and because of all the, the budget cap and all of this, it's going to take us time for us to make these parts and bring them to the cars, right? So what I expect to see is that I expect to see a lot of a lot more like updated components on the car in Australia, because now they have a two-week break. You know, they've already started like trying to fix the issue. A lot of those issues that they're trying to fix, some of those bits and pieces will start coming on the car, you know, all through all through um, you know, Australia and the, the next couple of races afterwards. So at the end of the day, right? Uh, like I said, these guys are experienced, experienced engineers. James Allison is a fantastic, you know, engineer, man. And all those other guys, they know what they are doing, right? They know what they are doing. You know, yes, people can get things right, but Mercedes is not that kind of thing. Mercedes is a team that I know that if they see this that something is wrong, they will very, very quickly re- realign. And one of the good things about this cyber design is it allows them to realign. If today they say they want to copy Ferrari, they, they, there's, there's, they can just create the bodywork and make it similar to Ferrari because they already don't have any cyborgs, um, if you get what I'm saying. So, and like I said, they said they made this decision with a long term in mind. You know, so yeah, I think that's what I'm just saying to that. Thank you very much, Yemi. Thank you for your input. Um, can we have um Farouk, please? Farouk. Yeah, hi guys. Good evening. Um, thank Good you evening. for your contributions. Can you hear me, please? Yes, please. Uh, so, a lot of people have spoken so much about Mercedes, and we bought, we've gone back and forth. And I, I don't think I have much to say about Mercedes. I just want to move on to the next, uh, the next topic. I, I, I don't know if that's allowed. <coughs> Is that okay? Sorry, uh, 
sorry, um, Farouk, can you come again, please? You want? Yeah, I said sorry. a lot of people have spoken so much about Mercedes, and um, I, I think my, my own contribution to that aspect will just be time will tell. We would all be here at the fifth race, at the tenth race, and we'll see how far everyone has developed. But the main point that everyone should hold is that um, once you miss the new regs, it will take some time for you to catch up. And um, there's no superpower anywhere. Everyone is trying to make the best car, and no one is waiting for anyone. So I'll, I'll say, can we go on to, to the next team? Uh, yeah, so um, if um, we're done with um, Mercedes, well, we'll look at um, Alpine. Alpine today, um, you know, both teams, are, uh, sorry, both drivers here yeah, were one of the highlights of um, the race. You know, incredible racing from um, Alonso and um, Ocon, you know, but obviously it was, it was clear that... Um, Alonso was the faster driver, you know. And then, um, as I, I believe it was Hassan that earlier, earlier pointed, you know, that um, he doesn't know why the, why the team gave the others. Me, I personally, I wanted the racing to just continue. If they were going to crash, let them crash, you know. Hopefully, uh, at the end of the day, by, everyone will be safe, but... You know, it's, it was just for the fun of it, you know. So, um, but um, eventually, um, Alonso retired, you know. Um, and then um, Esteban finished P6, you know. So, um, well, I say it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, much of a good day for the team because the, both cars could have... Um, Got in points, you know, but um, I believe one having one car in the points is quite satisfactory. Um, at least early, at least early on in the season, you know, for a midfield team like I'm helping. So, um, yes, I would like to um, hear your thoughts on um, Alpine and and um, their performance so far in um, the second round of this season. Yeah, go ahead, please. All right. So I'd say um, Alpina has been fantastic. Their stats to this season has been okay. I, I think um, last race, we also finished the double point, and it gave us a very, very sweet battle today. And uh, I, I think um, during the first camera world, the camera was usually focusing on them. Even like she was leaders, seven time world champion of the grid. So they gave us very, very fantastic race. And I don't know, it's a pity that they don't have a customer um, team for us to gauge how good their engine and, and, and how good their, their PU is. So I think they are at the probably behind Mercedes or. Time 
rest of the season, you know, he's looking like maybe from time to time he might end up in the points, you know, maybe P8, P9, P10. But, yeah, it looks like um, a driver that has um, potential, you know, not just the the regular P, you know, as um, people have leveled him. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add to Alfa Romero as a team. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Bola Jude has said something about um his man VB and their um, unfortunate um retirement. Okay, so apologies, I'm down there. Um, okay, so um, guys, um, what else again? Williams, uh, Williams, nothing uh, much to talk about. Latifi, Latifi, um, brought out, um, or rather, was one was one brought out the safety car. You know, nothing, uh, nothing much from um. Williams as a as a whole still back of the grid. Um, okay, I think we have Jibola. Um, Jibola, do you want to go ahead? <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for this because I want to prove my Latifi gender, my Latifi agenda rather. He's just a useless driver. Oh my god, how do you crash in quali and crash in the race as well? I don't understand. Like, what are you looking at? What are you focusing on? I, I don't get it. And the the radio message, ah, man, I don't know what happened there. I don't I don't get it. And this is, apparently, this is the third safety car he's cost in a row, man. Come on. Come, even, I don't think even Mazepin was this bad last season. Three in a row. Come on. Now, like, my Latifi agenda is in full force because I don't get what he's doing. Like, and if Williams say to me he's still a pay driver, I, I'm not going to regress on that statement. And if Williams truly mean it by saying they don't they don't need a pay driver, they need to do something about him because this this is horrible work, man. There's a lot, and you know each crash adds to their cost their costing now with the cost cap because they have to fix this and fix that. And this is two in a row. I can't imagine how much they've spent this weekend alone fixing his car. It's not. It's, it's to me. It's not worth it keeping him around like this, unless he's, he's still pumping in a lot of money. But no, Latifi is just not it, man. He's just not it. And for Albon, I don't know. I, I wasn't really surprised with that incident. I feel like he's he's sometimes a rough driver. So that incident and him getting the three place great penalty is not really surprising for me. But as for my Latifi agenda, it's in full force now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, Latif, please. Okay, so I think for Latifi, um, he actually needs to maybe, I don't know, calm down, think of and reevaluate his entire driving because I don't know if he's pushing too hard to be on Albon's level or try to be team lead or try to make sure he gets past Albon by all means. But Albon has always been a better driver than him. I mean, Albon is levels against him, but he just needs to calm down because their car is clearly the slowest car on the grid and 
he just needs to he just needs to ensure that he doesn't make crashes. I mean, he's not a rookie now. He joined the sport in 2020. So this is not his first season. This is not his second season. And um, there's no defending him today. I mean, he has to, he really has to do better. And for the pay driver discussion, I think we had this about two weeks ago. That if he's going to remain in that car, whether whoever likes it or not, the same way Lance Stroll will remain in that Aston Martin car because because of the way F1 has gone has said it to be. Um, sorry to just veer off into this pay driver discussion because the time you guys were talking, I wasn't able to join in because of network or some things. Um, the, now you have the cost cap, meaning that teams have to have to spend this season is just 140 million dollars. And the sharing formula when at the end of the season, when teams get money and everything, not much money would go to the likes of Williams and Co. And they need to find a way to augment their budget. If you look at their driver overalls and the car, there are not many sponsors there because of where they are on the grid. So we pay driver like Latifi, who is bringing in, let's say, 30 million or so. That's what reports are saying is bringing in. It's going to help their budget. Out of 140 million, somebody's already bringing in 30 million. I mean, that's that's a significant amount. And if you spare the pay driver discussion, I mean, we have Lance Stroll, we have a couple of other guys too, even um, even Lando Norris, surprisingly enough, and Checo Perez. Those guys are pay drivers. Checo was a pay driver when he came to Formula One. But nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that Lando, even how he got his McLaren, when he came through the McLaren Academy and also... His money, his dad's money was a big factor in it. But nobody remembers all that when the driver does well. It's when the driver starts crashing, everybody remembers that, oh, you have a pay driver, you have this, you have that. I mean, I'm not hearing people calling Guan Yuzhou a pay driver now because of one good performance and he was unlucky today. So as long as F1 continues in this way they are going, where lights of Ferrari are receiving extra money for legacy, legacy, whatever, and the likes, I think pay drivers are... Pay drivers are here to stay. And F1 is a very, very expensive sport. I mean, even to get into karting, karting, where kids do karting, you're spending over a hundred thousand pounds and you don't expect them not to be pay drivers. Come on. But anyway, that's just by the side. There's no defending Latifi today. He was absolutely terrible. Both race, both quality and race, he crashed on them. There's no excuse in that. He needs to do better. Thank you very much. Uh... Okay, um, Jibala, can we have you quickly, please? Yeah, so I agree with Latif. If you are pulling your weight as a pay driver, nobody will have a problem with you. But you are not pulling your weight. You know, he said something about bringing in 30 million or thereabouts. If you are bringing in 30 million and you are crashing to, to maybe 27 million value, it doesn't make sense now. That's that's actually only like 3 million that you are, you are bringing in at the end. Like if you are pulling your weight in here, we can understand, okay, you're bringing in money, you're doing well for the team, but you're not doing anything. I mean, this this weekend, I'm sure he just wants to forget about it because it was horrible. Quality crash, race crash, man. What are you doing? Like, is is I don't know how they're coping with Williams. That money he must be bringing in must be very big money because it is upsetting to watch him every, every single race weekend. And if he doesn't crash, he's at the bottom of the power. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what he's doing, honestly. But for, for all the other guys that are pay drivers, they're doing well. For Gwen Usual, this is his second race, to be fair. And I think he did all right. They made a mistake with his pit stop, and so he had to serve another penalty. But besides that, I think he had a decent race. So for him being a pay driver, as far as two races have been, 
he's he's done reasonably well for a rookie and for like his status. But Latifi does not a rookie since 2020 or yeah, I think since 2020. And there's no like positive impact or anything from him. You can't even say, oh, he did this one significant thing, one significant thing rather for the team or something. I don't know, man. Like anyway, money is good, child. So you know, that's why he's there, but it's crazy. Like something needs to change with him. Like I don't know what the team is doing. Maybe he has the um what's it called? Is he a psychologist or something? But like they need to understand what's going on in his head because how can you crash in quality? And crash the race. I, I don't know, man. It's it's upsetting just thinking about it. Mm, um, um, well, just quickly, yeah, before you come in, yeah. Um, I know, I I know, I know he crashed um yesterday, yeah. But just to give Latifi a benefit of the doubt, believe it or it's just the track, you know. But at the same time, you say that's why you are there. You are one of the best in the world, you know. You can't be. There's no room for mistakes. There's no room for for um errors you know that's why people leave these spots um as quickly as um it happens you know so um anyway um abdulatif please carry on if we can say something okay um so for latifi well as i said he's still going to be in this sport because of money and if you look at it the williams guy is not really great they've not been great since 2019 also, I mean, that's, we're looking at close to four years of them being not great. And um, there's really so much you can do, no matter how talented you are. I mean, we saw George Russell, even with all his brilliance and cool, he was still languishing at the back, just a few points finishes last year. And Latifi also scored points last year. So, I mean, he still, he still needs to do better. I mean, as we've said, but... There's only so much flat you can give him, especially when he's at the back, because the car is the car is really bad and they have a lot to do. And the thing about it, if he keeps crashing on that, it just makes things worse. Because even if on a day you have a crazy race and all that, if you keep crashing and causing red flags, you can't even capitalize on it and even score points. So he he needs he just needs to do better, and that's that's just it. Thank you, uh, Abdul Latif. I would say, um, well, in terms of uh, Latifi doing better, you say, okay, like how or or rather, where will he improve? You know, is it like what aspects do you, do you think um, Latifi can improve on? You know, because it's not just to, um. Say okay, see, get in the car and then just drive. You know, yeah, is it race craft, pace, you know, handling? And but yeah, uh, okay, uh, I'll just allow you answer that, then um, I'll have Jibala, please. Okay, so first of all, first of all, we know how we know the car performance, we know the car is not quick, and he's most likely going to get knocked out in Q1. So I'm not even going to um, dwell too much on quality. On a good quality day, yes, he can strive and get into Q2. But for the rest of the season, I expect him to be getting knocked out in Q1 consistently. Now, where he needs to improve is the race. In the race, just try as much as possible not to crash. Um, with the way F1 is going, listen, there's going to be a lot of um, teams having reliability problems, a lot of DNFs and cool. Just don't crash. Keep racing. 
um, take advantage of any safety car or red flag. You and your team, they just need to be on point for strategy. And you move up the order. You move the, if you have three, four DNFs, before you know it, you are, I don't know, you can overtake your fellow backmarkers. I don't know, maybe the Aston Martins, because yeah, those are the people at the back. And before you know it, you may be closer to the point. You may be finishing 12th, 13th. On a crazy day, you finish in the point. So his main where he needs to really improve is his race craft and just avoid your necessary silly mistakes. So sometimes you don't need to push um, too, way too hard to I don't know. I don't know what point he's trying to prove, but the car has limitations, serious limitations, and he needs to just find the car's limit and not go over, over and beyond the limit because it's going to cost him and it's going to cost the team dearly. Thank you very much, Abdullah. Um, Jibala, please. Yes, so I wanted to respond to your earlier statements about could it be the track? Yeah, it's possible it's the track. I mean, fair enough, the track is quite narrow and fast and it's a street circuit, so it could be the track, but this isn't his first time there, you know. And they had practice and all of that. But, like, it's not his first time there. This was K-Mark's first time. This was Zhao's first time. I think this was Albon's first time. Or even Hulkenberg, the first time. But, I mean, they didn't crash. The rookie didn't crash. Why is it the person with three years' experience that's crashing in quality and crashing in the race? And I just feel like he needs to improve on his concentration. Like, quality, um, what I've just said is right. Quality, there's nothing that can come out from it. But concentrate the race, you know. Like, there are some opportunities that can happen. I mean, this race, how many drivers retired? Bottas, Ricardo, you know, things, if you're taking advantage of things like that, like you can climb up the pecking order and maybe sneaking one point or two points every now and then. But if you are the one causing all the, all the red flags and the yellow flags and all of that, how would you capitalize for a struggling team? You know, I don't know, man. It's just, he needs to just improve in the race and his concentration altogether. Because Albon is driving the same car. And Albon is, obviously, Albon is miles ahead of him. But, I mean, learn from him. You were with Russell. Russell wasn't this careless, so to say. And, like, you had one with more experience in the team now because Albon is the new, um, the new member of the team. So, you should actually, like, show, um, what's the word? But, like, show experience in the team, like, knowing how, the team works and like how to handle the car and all of that for i don't know man let's hope he improves because it's it's bad for williams as it stands just really bad well um on um this latifi issue i, I think the the ball lies in the hands of williams as a team you know because you're not just going to in as much as he brings in the um a certain amount of funding. You're going to look at okay, how how do we want to move forward on track, you know? And then for them to be able to, obviously there are drivers out there, but money is the main thing, you know. So I will say, um, Williams, if they if they're able to get another sponsor who is as capable as um Sofina or um Latifi's um family, then. I see them um, doing away with Latifi, you know, because for their, for the, in as much as Williams is at the back of the grid, there are many drivers that want to get into um, the Williams seat, you know. So um, Latifi is very lucky and he's very um, fortunate, you know. And um, 
Yeah. Credit to him. So um moving on to another 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 money problem on or another team that in 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 short Aston Martin. You know, so um Aston Martin today it hasn't obviously Seb is not even Seb is not back. You know, hopefully he's um recovering well from um COVID. Um um, Hockenberg finishing P12 and um, Stroh finishing P13, I believe. You know, so um, I would say, t- I would say um, t- um, today they didn't. They, the performance was horrible because, in as much as we had about four or five retirements, if I'm uh, not mistaken, you know, so they the they are really way behind, you know. We like on this space. We have said um, about Mercedes um missing the fundamentals. You know, I think uh, Aston Martin, Aston Martin. Maybe they never read the regulation. You know, maybe they didn't. They probably, maybe they, I'm sure it's uh, Lawrence True that was interpreting the regulation for them because I don't understand what's going on. You know, they just they just went down like in in a in a downward slope, and then um. Hopefully, um, they're able to recover. You know, as 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 we've been saying, it's just the second round of the um, season. You know, still about twenty races to go. But um, yeah, let me hear from um, you, Adibayo, please. Adibayo. Oh, okay. Um, thank you. Um, good evening, everyone. Um. Uh, so for me, I think Aston Martin. I don't think um, there's going to be like a revamp, right? So I think they've like exchanged the uh, position with Aston because I feel um, if probably the remaining Mercedes-powered cars get their get themselves on track and um, probably Alfatari also resolves their reliability issues. I think then would know that um they are also they are very in deep shit as Aston Martin. I really don't see I think I because if you look at all the data data available from AM, there's there is no performance in that car. If um, we're just being real to ourselves, right? I think um the only reason why their drivers finished the way position they finished was I think they were like three or four retirements. Right, so normally they're meant to be P seventeen, P eighteen, right? Yuki and um, make the not start the race. That's their position, right? So um, the retirement brought them a little bit higher up, right? So I think when we are saying P twelve, P thirteen, we should also look at the scenarios as to how they've got to where they got to, right? So on a normal day with no safety car, all cars performing well, probably P eighteen, P nineteen. Right, and I feel it's going to be like a very rough season for them. And also, there has been like rumors of um, um, Lawrence Stroll also pressing their neck at the garage, so at the paddock as well for Aston Martin. I don't know, right? It's going to be like a very long ride for them this season, right? I think way beyond um, probably the, I think the whole thing is just the setup of their car, right? Right, they took a very aggressive approach. Now they're I don't see 
my opinion is just that probably there will just be like an house thing last season. But things could change, right? Things could change. Just like the way people are also hoping that Mercedes would get things right and would start fighting for championship. <laughs> it's, uh, I think if, if, if we also hope that Mercedes could start fighting for championship as regards midfield battle, then as well, Aston Martin could also start fighting for midfield as regards back loggers of the of the grid. Well, thank you, Adebayo. Thank you. So, um, okay, um, I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure we've um spoken about McLaren, but um, quickly, just before we round up, players um touch up on that. So, uh, McLaren, I believe the uh, Lando finished P7, um, and then Daniel, um, with a retirement, you know. I don't know, that's, it, it, it's just been very unfortunate for, um, Daniel Ricardo, you know, you know, um, Bahrain didn't go so well, or rather, starting from testing, then, um, Participating in the second part of testing, Bahrain didn't go so well, and then um, they come to Saudi, and then um, they have re- reliability uh, issues, you know. So, um, but yeah, Lando finishing um in the points P seven, you know. Uh I'll say I'll I'll say I'll say well, you have one car up in the points, so. It's still um a leg um forward, you know, and then compared to where they finished last week, you know, it's still it's still a very big um improvement, you know. Um hopefully um more things um are to come from McLaren, you know. And then um in general I just feel that everyone is just um all the teams are just um I just uh, how how will I put it like as we've said they are still learning the cars you know so I just feel um everyone is still trying to understand and then break down the regulation and see how best they can exploit it to the best um possible way or to rather to maximize um the best out of the regulation you know so I don't know if anyone has anything to add to. McLaren quickly. Uh, Adebayo, please. I think the the few addition is just that yes, there's been like an improvement in their performance, right? Um, I think we could see that in FP three, right, and also during the race, right. I think they did a lot of same racing in FP three. I didn't watch FP one and FP two, right? But FP three there was. Get very good performance from them. Then um, today as well, you could see that yeah, that at least not as worse as it was last weekend. So I still feel right that McLaren would join the midfield battle, right? The midfield battle with um, as Alfa Romero and Alfa Tauri, then our beloved brothers as well, which I won't like mention the names, right? Um, so I feel they will join the midfield part too. And um, I also feel that um, Lando Norris would get the maximum 
um, performance out of that car, right? I can't really say about Daniel Rick to an extent because also to you, I don't really think we can blame Daniel Rick because I think he also missed some part of testing as well, right? So I would hide on that if Canopy that he probably Nando Norris understood the um, car much better than him. And he hasn't had like a good performance car to really push. I think he was trying to push today, but retirement took him off. So, but I always, I always, I would always have my money on Nando Norris to get a much decent result if McLaren fixes their car. At least, just give him a midfield car to to ride with, and you can always improve next season. Okay, thank you very much, um, Adibayo. Um, so guys, um, we've come to the end of um this discussion this evening. So, um, guys, I want to thank every one of you for coming to speak and um listen this evening. Thank you for your opinions, your inputs, and um feedback. You know, um, please um follow us and um. You can, if you would like to support us, click the link in our bio, and then there are ways in which you can support us. And um, I would like to also thank people like um, Jibola Adibayo Abdulati because they've been supporting us since day one when we started this. So I think today we clocked 500 followers, you know. So thank you very much for all your support over the time, you know, because you guys have been part of this journey. You know, so thank you to everyone, you know. Um, wishing everyone a great week ahead. We'll see you we'll see you all in Melbourne. Thank you and God bless you all. Have a great evening. <laughs>